You're listening to Very Loose Women. Good evening, listeners. You are listening to Very Loose Women on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are actually right now in the Curzon Cinema in Bloomsbury. And I'm with Afi Humi, who used to make a show on Resonance. And then I'm also with director Huang Hui Chen, who has made a film that is being shown tonight with the director Q&A afterwards. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So I'm going to pass you over to Soila. I kind of wanted to start off with an initial question about the festival, kind of what is the festival? So I just want to come in here and say that Afi is curating the festival mm-hmm. and you sort of, I watched you uh, build it for over the past year and a half, perhaps longer. Yeah, hello everyone. Um, so this is the first ever Taiwan Film Festival in the UK. And then most of people don't really know how to distinguish Taiwanese film um, with other East Asian films and I would like to say actually Taiwan have a lot of diverse culture and we are more open-minded um, in terms of we are the only place have no censorship among all the Mandarin speaking language languages um, yeah c- countries so um, that's why it triggered um, the idea of like we need to have our own selections of films to tell the world about Taiwanese cinema so the festival has taken place you've got it here in the uk in april and you also had another uh, another kind of festival in iceland why those countries but also why is it important for us to have a festival like this yeah so we are basically this is only the first year and then we are we calling ourselves a taiwan film festival uk and nordic countries and the reason of that is we want to connect to the place the most uh, minister of culture taiwan hasn't touched of mm-hmm. and um also because in in london um, there's already have many east asian f- related film festival like and then everybody know about korean and then japanese film cultures and and also Chinese film cultures and people really rarely know about Taiwan and also we are quite small and then we are very independent and then low we are like very low funded um, independent film festivals so I feel like no matter how big I can curate I cannot be big enough and compete with the big money so I decided to do very different so I decided to um, start the first festival as a touring festival right away. So that's why I decided to open in Iceland first and then come to UK um, in April. And this is the first time um, it's a story between three islanders. So it's um, Icelandic, um, UK, England, and then also Taiwan are all three islands. Uh, so in this episode, uh, we're interviewing someone who speaks Mandarin. And so we've actually just cut off the answer and left the translator in. So I wanted to move on to the film that we're here to talk about today, Small Talk. As a kind of initial question, how would you summarize what happens in the film? So it was was a film after I I made the film, I discovered um, I'm actually just tidy up the relationship between people who are important to me and also... Um, the relationship between me and myself. I think the, there's a part, we had a look at the film and had a watch. The film looks at the relationship between yourself and your mother. Why did you want to explore that relationship between mother and daughter? <laughs> Just as you see right now, I also became a mother. And 
not until I actually become a mother, I realized I'm also a daughter, and uh, I really want to really rediscover the relationship between mother and daughter after I become a mother. Did making this film change your relationship with your mother? And also, you know, you've got your your really sweet daughter in your arms. Did it change your relationship with her as well? So as you see, like my relationship with my daughter is an ongoing development. So it doesn't change much between me and my daughter. However, me and my mother, just as you see in the film, we just live in the same apartments and same flat we are next door but we don't really talk to each other we didn't really talk to each other and my younger sister she married she um she moved out and she was married when she was 18 but still at that time uh, even though i live next door to my mom every time when my mom want to know what how how am i how was i and then how am i doing she would then call my younger sister and ask how is your sister doing even though my younger sister is already moved out why did you want to make this film so there are several stages how i become became starting making this film. So the first stage is when I was 20 and uh, I encountered what is documentary filmmaking. And at the time I was really, I was full of anger, you know, I'm only 20 and then the, it's the same as the young people, like when they face this, the negative situation, the first reaction is anger. So I, I for outsiders, like when they look at me, they can actually put all the negative hashtags on me. So you see, I didn't continue the school when I was a teenager. My mom is a lesbian. And uh, also my family is um, incomplete. And uh, also I started working as a child labor since I was six. So it's all the negative hashtags for people to actually be able to um, describe me. So I was full of anger. That's why when I encounter documentary, I know there is something I need to say. And you mentioned that your mother's sexuality and you explore same-sex relationships through her. What was what has the reaction been to that element of the film? Mm. So actually, I didn't deal with uh, my mom is a, um, a lesbian um, during the making this film because I already knew she is a lesbian um, when I she was she is a lesbian when she was when I was 11 or 12 like I recognize that she's she's actually quite open about uh, she just loves women and then there's just several um, girlfriends around her and so I, I I know about it. I need. I didn't need to. In this documentary, I didn't make this film to deal with that issue. The, actually, the issue I'm trying to deal with is actually my jealousy towards my mom. Actually, loves her girlfriends more than us. So I actually feel this is something um, I couldn't really forgive about the situation because 
in the society, in the generation, or in the time,、um, Taiwan is still not really open to the homosexual people. They have the stereotypes of like this might be a mental illness, or they might just have these crazy drug home parties, and they might have like multiple sex partners, and this is all very, very.、Um, Stereotypes still in the Chinese society when she was when the when I was kid. So、um, to actually see that,、um, I was trying to understand who, what is、um, homosexual and then what my mom is. So I tried to find books to read about it, and then the only books you can find at the time was、um, the the section of the mental illness or the the medical. Um, section and then those books are trying to tell you like it was actually wrong and then there's something、um, is a, a psychological、um, disease or something like that. So um, then after, until the moment I start to making this documentary film, I already know and this is not this is not a problem for for me.、Um, what was the reaction of audiences、uh, to that sort of? Um, I guess to that fact as a given that it wasn't questioned. Like, what what were, have you heard reactions? I think actually, the audience reaction is basically split into three types. Is and it's also different from countries. So the audience reaction、um, is can be categorized in several different zones, and、uh, I was really shocked because I, the the people, the domestic like people in Taiwan, the audience in Taiwan, and audience in the world,、um, they all can fit into this categories. I I was surprised about it. 嗯嗯，对，一个当然就是会反映家庭关系，就是我好几次在映后。So、um, one group of、uh, one group of audience reaction was、um, both in Europe and then in Asia,、uh, especially after、um, Berlin.、Um, the audience were actually came to me and then asked me the question, tell me like、um, they saw they saw the solution of how to deal with their family. Problems because some audience, even those audience, might be、uh, more older than than me. I they still would tell me like I have a bad relationship with my mom. And after seeing this film, I feel I can try something to reconnect with my mom. 对对对，然后另外一大群人就是因为片子里头有谈到我小时候的那个家内性情。So the other group of audience that are more um um private and intimate is those people um so when I was kid and I had the the sexual assaults from my father and then um those people will um privately come to came to me and then tell me. About their their situation, their stories, and this is actually more much more、um, much more unspeakable in our society, and and because you cannot talk about it, your your um, sexual um, violence experience, you actually being harmed more, much more, and and even until now in our Facebook page.、Um, Of a small talk, we still got audience、um, to in inboxes and tell us、um, what have they been through. 对，然后最后一个当然就是同志的朋友，不管是他本身是同志，但跟家人关系很糟的。And another group of audience are the 
people who are homosexual or they are anti-homosexuals, and um, there's most of the people are young um, gay or lesbian, and then they will have the problem. They will want to ask me how to deal with their their family problem, like with their parents or their friends or you know in in their their surroundings. And most of them are very young, and then the other group is. Anti. Uh, another group of audience are anti-homosexuals, and then currently in Taiwan, um, those people are actually um, protest to stop the the same-sex uh, legal marriage legalized. And then there's one audience actually are part of that anti uh, same-sex marriage. And after that audience saw the film, um, she. Is that she wrote a very long letters to me and and then just to and tell me what she see and how she felt and then I realized um, they don't really know how to talk about homosexual. They don't really understand what is homosexual. The only thing they know is they need to reject homosexuality and um, I think in that that group of audience. Um, This film actually gives them another way of thinking. Are there any other topics that you're hoping to explore with your filmmaking in the future? I was not um, study filmmaking, and I I was actually started as a as an activist. So ten years ago, I was um, filming. I was with. Um, this group of indigenous people, and they are from Sanging tribe. And um, in this tribe village, um, there were protests about their land and then their living rights. And I was also because I was, I am an activist, and I was at the time I was participates in this protest. And ten years ago, but right now, um, everybody there's a lot of people documents and filming about protest. But I'm more interested in what happened now after ten years has passed, and then what happened after the protest. What is the relationship uh, between people in still right now still gathered together in that protest? And this is my next project, our current project. I'm actually making a film, a documentary film about these people. I imagine most of our listeners don't know. Can you tell us a, a little bit more about uh, Taiwanese indigenous populations and just explain to people who've never heard of this what, what that means? <laughs> okay, she want me to say it. Okay, yeah. So um, in Taiwan, we have we have sixteen uh, indigenous nations tribes, so they are all come from, uh, they are all from Taiwan, originally. So, and they have different culture and language, and and um, each of the indigenous tribes they have their own um, society, and uh, because we are an island, um, often being colonized, and um, the it's many, many, many years had. And over many, many, many hundreds of years, and what happened right now is um, the indigenous people, just like indigenous people um, outside of Taiwan in this world, like because they are from there, and then they been that when the immigrants arrive, they say you are not civilized. So their language being taken, and then their their traditional um, culture and land be taken. So 
this is uh, the current situation is they lost their original language, even some of them lost their original names. I think before I knew Afi well, I didn't understand yeah, this. Yeah, well, because when I went to France, went to you Paris... You should just speak English yourself! <laughs> <laughs> Can we at least have her speak yeah. one session yeah. of English? <laughs> Sorry, what had just happened? <laughs> I went to Paris to do some pitching for my new project, and then the people from Europe, they almostly didn't know that there's uh, indigenous people in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah it, it also subs surprised me because yeah because in Taiwan we also really didn't really care about those people we live together and then we don't really understand each other mm-hmm. yeah so actually I want to continue the English English is so good <laughs> I just feel I've been trapped <laughs> I only know how to do the small talk Actually, even though it seems like my film is about this indigenous group of people, um, many people um, had made documentary films about indigenous people, and then often they address on how unfair they've been treated or how they've been suppressed in the society and how and then pay a pity on them. Really, so but I I don't think that is something I sh- I would like to do because it just nothing changed. Um, it's been a lot of people telling the story about how they are um, suffering and all that, but even for Taiwanese um, in Taiwan we have the Han Chinese immigrants hundreds of years ago and then it looks like we colonized the island but at the same time we also been colonized uh, this group of immigrants um, so we in the in the situation is from the history it looks like the Han Chinese colonized and suppressed the indigenous Taiwanese and then the Han Chinese become Han Taiwanese and then we also been colonized by Japanese and then now is with another layers of um, different governments and for that I'm more interested about how do I illustrate the changes is there a changes in these post-colonial um, identities because it's not just one layer uh, so our radio show is about sharing personal experiences which is what you do in in the film we were talking actually before we came here I had a very different upbringing to yours but and I'm someone who sweeps everything under the carpet so I hide the past and I don't like to confront it seeing seeing you sort of ask your mother these questions I think I've done it once and I've never done it again you were talking about all of these people sending you messages for like you're a therapist for help and advice is this something you would recommend to another person is this something that you feel you benefited from or is it just something that you had to do even though, yes, I do have a lot of audience approach me with the questions and um, I just be very honest with them because even for me, I feel it was lucky that I didn't finish this film and I didn't show this film when I was in my 20s, when I just started filming it. It actually took me 20 years when I'm almost 40 and I complete this film. Because if I did that when I was 20, in my 20s, I might have, I'm not matured enough to deal with all these 
post situations with all these audience reactions and. I often feel if the audience approachment and really desire to have some, some support, I often tell them, "This is your situation. This is your、um, life you are facing. If you really don't know how to deal with it, I will have no answer for you either. So, please just take care of yourself first, and then from there, you might have another way to discover it." So, small talk explores the relationship、uh, between the filmmaker and her mother.、Um, so, I just wanted to use the opportunity to talk about our mums and our, how we see our relationships with our mums. I just want to preface this by saying that I know Elaine that you might be listening. <laughs> My mum listens to. Yeah, <laughs> both of our mums listen to the show.、Um, We're not going to say anything bad about you, mums.、No. We're just going to talk about our relationships with you. I think my relationship with my mum, I'd say it's is quite good.、Um, I see my mum every week. We don't have a, a strained relationship. It's very open. We talk about things. She does a lot for me, so I think it's good in that sense.、Um, there are things that you know I feel like your mum will do that you think, oh, you know, she's、oh, it's just. So, for example, she'll be like, "Oh, are you okay? How's it going? Can I help you?" Blah blah blah. And、um, I greatly, you know, incredibly grateful for that. But at the same time, sometimes you're like, "Oh, you know, I'm fine. I'm honestly, I'm fine. I'm really fine. You don't need to, you don't need to stress or worry or, or anything like that." But yeah, there's and then there's other kind of little things、um, that I have with my mum where,、um, so our dog lives with my mum, and I, I love our dog very much, and. I'd be like, show me, show me peaches, and she'll just send photos of the dog and things. And that kind of our relationship works in in that way. I think there's not a lot that I will go to her for, but similarly, there's not a lot I will go to other family members for. Yeah, it's just it's 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 generally a nice relationship. It, it's not particularly strained. You know, sometimes I think sometimes you think, oh, you know, I wish it was a little bit different, or、um, other people who have very very close relationships with their mums and. Um, you know, like their mum is almost their sister and knows about you know all their personal lives and like their relationship and like sex lives. And I'm like, oh wow, I'm not sure about that. <laughs>、um, but then I don't think I'd like it to be. So I'm I'm happy with my relationship with my mum as it is. I think that's a rare thing for people to say.、Um, I think it's dangerous to start comparing your relationship to other people's relationship with their mums. And I definitely did that. My girlfriend was very close to her mum. And、uh, just seeing her grieving makes me see how close they were. And I definitely started comparing my relationship with my mum is a lot more distant because, for for a number of reasons, I was at boarding school. I had a very convoluted upbringing, so it's just not as close as a lot of people might have a relationship with their mum. I think we're like we're very jolly around each other, and we make an effort for the moments that we do see each other. I see her about once a year, I think, sometimes twice a year. We communicate mainly over WhatsApp.、Uh, I know that she listens to the show as well, so hi. For me, like knowing that she does listen to the show, I realise that it's a method of communication. So I realise the irony of me saying <laughs> me saying this. I don't want to put any sweeping statements because after the interview that we just did,、um, I think that there are a lot of things that I haven't ever broached with my mum. There are things I'm very free and open about. She's never said anything like. Out of place in terms of、uh, my relationship、uh, with Ellie or my relationships generally.、Um, she's she's definitely not judgmental, and I've never had to deal with that. And I know that 
a lot of people with regards to their parents that's an issue that's definitely never been an issue for me so you have been listening to very loose women and we interviewed today um, a director of small talk and the uh, curator of the Taiwan Film Festival UK. And you can have a look online um, for the film and more about the film um, and the festival as well at www.filmtaiwan.org. You can listen to more episodes uh, of Very Least Women on podcasts. We're on Spotify, Acast and Google Podcasts and also Apple Podcasts. We're on a variety of podcast places and that's where you'll also be able to listen to um, both versions of of this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at VLW Radio and that's our Instagram handle too. And of course we're on Facebook, we're just Very Loose Women. This episode was produced by Leo and myself, Soyla, and uh, that's it for this week.